these schools are getting out of control, thinking they can raise your kids better than you can raise your kids. I don't want her coming home at five years old asking me if she can be a boy or asking me what transgender is. I want her to be a kid. I want her to come home. I want her to play with her dolls or I want her to play with earthworms. Whatever she wants to do, I want her to be able to do. And figure it out on her own. And with guidance from me. Sure. Not the school. Welcome to Pod Bless America. I'm Jim. And I'm Dan. And today we're going to talk about something you guys have probably heard about. It's Florida's new bill. It's called the Anti-Child Grooming Bill. I don't think so. No? No, I think, well, I don't know. According to all of the media sources that I see, it's called the Don't Say Gay Bill. Apparently, Florida has outlawed you being able to say the word gay in schools. Because it could harm somebody? Well, apparently, they came out with a law. They came out with a law that says you can't say gay in school now. That would be Florida House Bill 1557. What's interesting, though. What's interesting, though? Is that I read all seven pages of it. Mm-hmm. I don't see the word gay. What about the phrase, don't say gay? No, nope, it's not, not in, in there. there. No, nope, no. Nope. There's nothing in the bill that, that prohibits anybody from saying gay. Mm. So I don't know where this is. I don't know. But let's talk about it. Do you want to know what it's really called? What's it really called? It's really called the Parental Rights and Education Bill. Parental Rights and Education Bill. Yeah. So parents have rights mm-hmm, mm-hmm. to know about the education of their uh-huh. kids. Yep. Mm-hmm. Sounds mm-hmm. legit. All right. So what DeSantis tried to do here, what he did do, what his legislature did, is basically gave the parents power back in the schools. And we're going to get into it a little bit. But what this bill does is prevents the schools from withholding information from the parents. Not a bad idea. Well, you know what? Uh, They're government-run schools. As Andrew Wilkow says, he doesn't refer to them as public schools. They're government-run schools. You're paying these people. You're paying these people with taxpayer money. And when there's major life changes in your kid, they don't tell you anything. Not only do they not tell you anything, they walk your kid through it. You're the last one to know. Last one. (laughs) Last one to show. I was the... That's a Garth Brooks song. Uh, Okay. (laughs) I'm going to take your word for it because I've heard a lot of Garth Brooks songs. I've never heard one like that. Okay. That's my bad. Well, go ahead and try it again. I had a country moment. So HB 1557 takes three key steps to protect students and put power back in the hands of parents. The first step is telling teachers they can't say gay. No. No? No. At least that's not on on Governor DeSantis's page here. Mm, that's weird. Uh, it says this bill prohibits classroom instructions about sexual orientation or gender identity in K through three classrooms. And after third grade, these conversations need to be age appropriate. I don't see a problem in that. Who has a problem with that? I would like to meet the people that have a problem <laughs> that have a problem with a five-year-old not being taught about sexuality. Yeah. I mean, they barely even know what they are. Right at that age anyway, right? Look, you got boys that play with dolls. You got girls that play with matchbox cars. Yeah. I mean, they're kids. Yeah. They're kids being kids. I get it. So here's the thing. You've got these kids, K through three. If you want to teach your kid about sexual orientation, about LGBT issues, Mm -hmm. you're free to do that. When they get home, you teach them that. Teach them that around your kitchen table. Sure. But to have the government teach all the kids... And to encourage these kids, hey, look, if you feel like a boy, that's okay. Come to my office. Let's talk about it. At five. At five. Five years old, right? Now your five-year-old comes home and is like, hey, mom. Guess what? School said I'm a girl. Wait, what? And I could be. 
So then you call the school. What does the school say? Oh, we okay. can't talk to you about that. I uh, can't talk to you about it. Mm. Nope. Mm. Nope. We have no information. We can't give you any information about this. That's it's tough. your kid, but we're going to raise them. That's exactly what's happening here. The school yeah. thinks they are better prepared to raise your kid in a better place to raise your kid than you are because you're a bigot. I mean, that has to be all, all part of the don't say gay bill, right? <laughs> <laughs> well, part number two from Governor DeSantis's page. The bill ensures that in the beginning of every school year, parents will be notified about health care services well, offered at the school with the right to decline any service offered. I don't know what, what kind of services they were facing that would make parents want these legislators to put that in there, but they did. But all they're doing is keeping you in the loop. Let me read it. So when we're talking about student welfare, this is Section 8, Subsection C1. In accordance with the rights of parents enumerated in subsections uh, 1002.20 and 1014.04, adopt procedures for notifying a student's parents if there is a change in the student's services or monitoring related to the student's mental, emotional, or physical health or well-being and the school's ability to provide a safe and supportive learning environment for the student. The procedures must reinforce the fundamental right of parents to make decisions regarding the upbringing and control of their children by requiring school district personnel to encourage a student to discuss issues relating to his or her well-being with his or her parent or to facilitate discussion of the issue with the parent. The procedures may not prohibit parents from accessing any of their students' education and health records created, maintained, or used by the school district. Hmm. I don't understand why that has to be put on paper. Right. <laughs> this is my kid. This is not your kid. And at a whole lesser extent, I've had a problem with this for years. Now, my kids are older. I've got one who's in high school, but I got two that are in college. So they're older now. But it used to infuriate me when if I wanted to go and take my kid to lunch and I would go to sign my kid out, but we didn't send a note before. They're like, nah, can't take your kid out. Not today. I'm like, bullshit. This is my kid. This isn't your kid. This is my kid. And if I deem that my kid's going to come home with me right now, my kid's coming home with me. You know, I don't understand where these schools get off thinking that your kid is their kid. It's crazy to me. And the fact that they got to make a law right here that has to give these parents these rights is disgusting. I feel like once they got away with being able to do this in college age kids, and then those kids became teachers. Then they started teaching it to the kids in school and then it went younger and younger. And then they just decided like, Hey man, this is, this is what we are. This is how we're doing it. And it really took the homeschooling of 2020 and people to see what's going on in the classrooms and, and stuff to get recorded and cell phones being recorded of these teachers doing these crazy well, things. Well, how many teachers do you see too? Whenever they come up with these bills or these ideas where they want to record, they want to live stream and all these teachers, the unions, absolutely are against it. Or what about the crazy teachers in California that get caught on video and then when someone puts a camera in their face, they can't stand oh, up for their actions. Oh, and they're telling you that your parents are Nazis and all they that kind of stuff. can't stand up for their actions because they know what they did was messed up. You know what? I'd love to see it, a live stream. Anytime I want, right? Just jump right in. I could jump right in. No commenting. They'd act you can't a little hear different. me talk. They'd act a little different. Sure they would. <laughs> sure they would. But section two here, a school district may not adopt procedures or student support forms that prohibit school district personnel from notifying a parent about his or her student's mental, emotional, or physical health or well-being 
or a change in related services or monitoring, or then encourage or have the effect of encouraging a student to withhold from a parent such information. School district personnel may not discourage or prohibit parental notification of and involvement in critical decisions affecting a student's mental, emotional, or physical health or well-being. This subparagraph does not prohibit a school district from adopting procedures that permit school personnel to withhold such information from a parent if a reasonably prudent person, big words, reasonably prudent person, would believe that disclosure would result in abuse, abandonment, or neglect, as those terms are defined in Statute 39.01. A reasonably prudent person. Now, that doesn't mean your leftist liberal teacher and they get all these leftist liberal teachers together. Your purple hair guidance counselor. Nope. This is reasonably prudent. Guy off the street who knows this story, and he's worried that this kid's going to be abused at home because of whatever is coming out. Now, I also want it noted that nothing in here right now has mentioned sexuality, has mentioned sexual orientation. True. Nothing. You have not seen those words in this. That's 100% true. And I think this is the last, oh, it's not quite the last one. Section three, but we talked about this already. And what it says when you're talking about K through three, classroom instruction by school personnel or third parties on sexual orientation or gender identity may not occur in kindergarten through grade three or in a manner that is not age appropriate or developmentally appropriate for students in accordance with state standards. Who has a problem with that? How can you? Who has a problem with that? Who says, you know what? Nah, I think five-year-olds should probably learn about gender identity. Which one are you today? What are your pronouns? And hey. they're like, we don't even learn about pronouns until the fourth grade. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> Jesus Christ. I don't even know what a pronoun is. Well, I, listen, I just want you to know being fluid is okay. You can be a boy today and a girl tomorrow. No problem. I'm not going to tell your mom. I respect you for it. I'm not going to tell your mom. <laughs> you use whatever bathroom you want. So I wanted to see what the Washington Post had to say. And their headline leads like they've all been leading when we started doing research on this topic. What does Mark Levin call the Washington Post? The Washington Compost? Oh, I believe he does. There's <laughs> probably a reason for that. Florida's law limiting LGBTQ discussions in schools explained. So they kind of want to go through and say, you know, what does Florida law do? And the first thing they say is it bans instructions or classroom discussions about LGBTQ issues for kindergarten through third grade. Then they say for older students discussing about gay and transgender issues has to be age appropriate or developmentally appropriate. All right. Where's the problem so far? That's all we're asking. Age appropriateness. So they keep going on and, you know, sex education has already been banned in Florida as in many states until fifth grade. So you're really leaving the fourth graders sitting here. They're probably going to get bombarded when the green lights on and they're out of third grade. Can you imagine? Man, there's going to be a huge spike in. They've got a cadre of teachers that are waiting for them just sitting there. <laughs> it's like basic training. The kids get off the bus and all the LGBT teachers are like, get in the room now, get in the room now. Shut your mouth, sit down. They're like, where's the American flag at? Do we do the pledge still? And they're like, uh, shut up, commie. Shut up, you Nazi. (laughs) So there's a lady, and I've reached out to her, and she's probably getting a billion requests. She has not gotten back to me yet. Her name is January Littlejohn. That's that's a real name? That's a real name, dude. January Littlejohn. I actually like it. It's pretty cool. So anyway, I digress. So she 
and I don't remember what the school district was. All right. Her daughter came out as transgender, I believe, to her parents. The daughter was young, prepubescent, middle school. And the parents are like, look, no, you know what? We're going to put you in counseling. You know, where are you getting this from? She's getting it from school. She's getting it from social media, wherever. So they start talking her through it. They get her in counseling and she calls the school just to give them a heads up. And she's like, hey, look, this is what's going on. And she basically pours her soul out to this teacher on the other end and says, I just want you to know so that if you're having problems with her, this is what's going on. So you kind of know how to respond to this. This is what we're doing. A couple weeks, months later, she gets in the car, the daughter, and she's all excited. She says, hey, teacher said I could use whatever bathroom I want now. You know, they're calling me by whatever pronouns I want. And the mom's like, what the hell? So she calls the school. School's like, yeah, we can't tell you anything. (laughs) She's like, it's my kid. So she gets a meeting with the vice principal and she gets meeting with this teacher. Turns out the teacher that she bared her soul to is the LGBT coordinator for the school. Right. She didn't know. Oh. So of course now she's involved. Right. So there's quite the fight going on with her in the school right now. And I want to get her on here and to get her story. But that is what parents all across the country, and you know, they always say, oh, that's not happening. That's not happening. You know, oh, that's a, that's a a one-off, you know, that those stories aren't, those aren't true. Those are true. They are happening every day across this country. These schools are getting out of control, thinking they can raise your kids better than you can raise your kids. Can you imagine if your kid was at school and said, hey, I can't take anymore. I'm going to kill myself. And the school's like, you know what? We're going to deal with this for eight hours a day while you're here. But the rest of the time, we're not going to tell your parents about it. You're on your own. Go on home. You deal with this. (laughs) But when you come back to school tomorrow, seven, we're going to be here to help you again. But I'm suicidal. Yeah. Well, uh, just get through the night. Get back here at seven. We'll talk to you. Be a he, him or a her, she. Hey, be whatever you want. Just don't kill yourself. And we're not going to tell your parents you're going to kill yourself. Could you imagine how mad would you be if your kid was suicidal? And she comes home and you have no idea. School never notifies you. Well, something like transgender, that's a pretty big deal, man. That is. That is a big deal. So back to the Washington Post article here. They got this guy from Equality Florida says, uh, it begs the question of whether a teacher having a picture of a partner on their desk or being asked to be referred to as Mr. or Mrs., if that counts as classroom instructions on gender identity. So like grasping at freaking straws here to make the point of how shitty this bill is on their end. And that's the one quote they pull from a Brandon Wolf with the LGBTQ advocacy group, Equality Florida. Did you have any gay teachers? Mm, no, probably a few pervs though. <laughs> but really, you want, you want me to name them? Really? Did you have any gay teachers? I can't think back to one that I thought was. Exactly. You know Why? Because they kept their business private. Yeah. Why are you bringing it into the classroom in the first place? I don't know if I had a gay teacher. Maybe I did. Shit. But they didn't come in here throwing up gay flags on the wall. And, you know, they had American flags on the wall. That was it. Which represented everybody. Yeah. But I didn't have a teacher come out and tell me that they were gay. And that maybe you should think about being gay Or that gay they too. were bi. Right. Hey, it's okay. Listen. Listen, man. My boyfriend's transgender. You know, that's okay. If you want to be transgender, I'm just saying it's okay. Think about it. What does this have to do with American history? I mean, what does it have to do with math? So continuing in the Washington Compost article, it empowers parents to sue the school district over teachings they don't like, and the district will have to pay for it. 
What impact could that have on students? They could prompt schools to preemptively shut out teachings or conversations about LGBTQ issues. Some librarians across the country are accusing their schools of quietly removing race and LGBTQ related books from their shelves before it starts a fight. Cash-strapped school districts can't afford to test the bounds of the law like this, this wolf guy said, citing reports that some schools in the state have started to peel off rainbow safe space stickers from windows. You know what's weird? You know what's weird? Why do I feel like this has happened before? Why do I feel like schools have whitewashed history? I mean, that's almost like somebody would rip down a statue because they don't agree with what they stood for back in the day. Yeah. But I know that's not really happening, right? It only happened in one summer of love. <laughs> Dude, the hypocrisy. You know what? Hey, man, you can't, you can't burn books because you don't disagree with them. You know why? Because you're conservative. So in another negative light of what it's going to cost the Washington. Well, and what it says is bring an action. This is right from the law itself. That parents have the right to bring an action against a school district to obtain a declaratory judgment that the school district procedure or practice violates this paragraph and seek injunctive relief. So basically all it's saying is they have a right to sue to get the school to stop this. Now, it does go on that a court may award damages and shall award reasonable attorney fees and court costs to a parent who receives declaratory or injunctive relief. That's all it says. It's, it's just saying if the school willfully violates this law, that they can be sued. Because yeah. there's already teachers coming out. And I don't remember her name. Now I wish I had it. But there was a teacher who she immediately took it down. I don't remember who it is now. There was, What'd it, she do? It was on Twitter. And there was one of those groups on Twitter that like their whole job, their whole lot in life is to screenshot every freaking thing that happens. Well, she took it down within an hour, but it was too late. But she put a post up. It was a video of her saying, look, I don't care what the law says. I'm not doing it. I'm not following it. You can't do, make me. I I'd rather go to her. jail. She I'd rather glasses. Go, yeah. I'd rather go to jail. I'd rather be fired. Well, then she realized what she said and she took it down right away. Too late. Too late. Too late. The internet is forever. Forever. <laughs> so now she's on paid administrative leave while they're investigating this thing. Uh, but this is exactly why that subsection's in there. Yeah. Right? For these schools that are like, look, we don't care what the law says. We're not doing it. We're not doing it. We're not going to out our students or, you know, whatever. Yeah, but also now the principals and all the people that are in charge are going to tell these people, like, hey, just stick to the curriculum, please. That's all. That's all we're asking. That's all. And well, we've said it here. How many times we said it? I don't care if you're trans. I don't care if you're gay. Go you get to do your- what you want. It's America. Hey, man, libertarian in me. Go live your life. You know what? I don't care. You and your boyfriend get married, moving next door to me, whatever. Just keep your grass cut. We're all going to get along, right? <laughs> I don't care. Come on over, have a bourbon with me. But you know where I don't want it? I don't want it in my classroom with my five-year-old daughter. That's where I don't want it. I don't want her coming home at five years old asking me if she can be a boy or asking me what transgender is. You know why? Because she has 95 more good years in her life to worry about that. I want her to be a kid. I want her to come home. I want her to play with her dolls or I want her to play with earthworms. Whatever she wants to do, I want her to be able to do. And figure it out on her own. Figure it out on her own. Well, and with guidance from me. Sure. Not the school. Guidance from me. Which brings us back to the next Washington Compost, part number three. It requires schools to tell parents when their child receives mental health services. What impact could that have on students? It could take away a school's ability to serve as a haven for students who might not feel comfortable talking to their parents about their gender orientation or sexuality. But proponents say it would ensure parents are informed if their child is experiencing confusion over their identity. And I'm telling you, when you're a parent, you know, you freaking know your kid 
how they dress, how they act, how they talk, who their friends are. You know, you know if your kid is struggling with that identity issue, but that normally happens in their teenage years. Read that part to me again. It could take away the school's ability to serve as a haven for students who might not feel comfortable talking to the parents about their gender orientation or sexuality. Okay. And, and that subsection I read where if a reasonably prudent person believes that that child is going to be abused or neglected because they're coming out, then the school has every right to not tell the parents as well. They should. Right. But okay. Just because I might not agree with it. That doesn't mean I lose my right to parent my kid. That doesn't mean that you as a school, as a government entity have a right to take over raising my child. That's absolute insanity. And I can tell you this, and this isn't my idea. This was, I got this, I think, off Wilkow when he was talking. He says, look, we're not far off. Don't be surprised if one day Children's Services is knocking on your door because the schools are calling them because yeah. of how your beliefs on LGBTQIA plus uh, whatever. I mean, I think there's 56 letters now. I mean, I don't even know how to keep up with that. I, seriously. So LGBTQ is what? It used to be questioning. I think it's queer now. I think we're back to queer. Q, yeah. I. What's I? In Intersex. In, intersex? I think that's it. Are you sure? Or inner center, inner something. What's A? I lost track. What's plus? How is a fifth grader supposed to remember this? <laughs> or a, a five-year-old supposed to remember this? Fifth grader? Yeah. <laughs> I was like, fifth grader? We're talking about four-year-olds, five-year-olds. Dependent. You're talking about kindergarten. Yeah. Can you imagine your daughter at kindergarten having to go there and listen to this? Man. Can you imagine your daughter? She's been raised by you up until this point. Yeah. First year in kindergarten, right? Mm-hmm. She's been raised. Your wife has been taking her out, buying her cute clothes. She's happy being a girl. Happy being a girl. Wants to be a Disney princess. We're going to get into that. What's up? Wants to be a Disney princess, right? When she grows up, she wants to be Jasmine. Now she goes to school and school's like, look, you might be a boy. Or it's okay to be a boy. Or there's girls that are boys. Yeah. Can you imagine her trying to wrap her five-year-old mind around that? Everything she's learned. Everything she knows from her environment, from you, from her friends. Because statistics say that most of her friends are girls. What's the percentage transgender in America right now? Oh, and I know it's older, but... Half a percent. If even, right? Yeah, or just if, over, just over, yeah. I think. I think it's point, what did you say, 07? Yeah, 1.4 million. So 0.07%. I have three daughters. While they were growing up, everybody was a girl. Not even a tomboy phase? Maybe a tomboy phase. I got one that was. Played with matchbox cars. Had a better matchbox car collection than I ever had. <laughs> Loved them. And you know what we did about that? I didn't look at her and go, oh, matchbox. No, those are for boys, baby. Those are for boys. You can't play with those. No, you know what I did? I went out and bought her more Matchbox cars. And I let her figure it out. I let her figure it out. And more than letting them figure it out, you guys met my sister. My sister was here on on one of the past shows. Mary. Mary. And Mary has never been in the closet. I mean, she is out there. Yeah, your daughters have known who she was since since birth. And we never talked about it. They figured it out, though. Mm -hmm. And they came to us at some point, and they were like, how come Aunt Mary never has boyfriends? And when they started asking questions, we didn't hide it. Then we're like, okay, you're ready to have this conversation. Yep. And we talked about it. Mm-hmm. And you know what? They all love her. And they have spent time 
It's not like I'm like, oh, listen, you can't talk to Mary. <laughs> the gay might rub off on you. I don't want her to turn you. <laughs> I, don't, I, don't, I don't have enough medication for all three <laughs> if one of you gets sick, right? It, we let them go up to Michigan with her and stay with her. Yeah, I mean, she, she's a hoot. We've never, ever stopped them from having any interaction with her. Right. Right. So that's not how it works. And they got to be old enough to figure it out. They right? figured that's, it out. That's right. it. And that's not how it works. It doesn't work. Like if your kid gets around somebody who's gay, they're going to be gay. Yeah. I believe, I believe that it is inside of you that as you get older, you decide this is who I am. Okay. But not at five, not at five. My daughters were growing up and they, they knew who Mary was, but back when they were in elementary school, I don't think it was being pushed on them like this. No. And I wouldn't close. want anybody pushing it on them like this. And we never talked about it in our house. We weren't like, nope, you're a girl. You Gotta know what? be a girl. Yeah, I can't play with matchbox cars. That's not what girls do. Here's your play toy vacuum cleaner. Get in there and clean up the house. You know, we didn't do that. They would figure it out. But what I don't need is outside influences in their most impressionable years. Pushing this on them. That's, 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 my, that's when they want to be there. My job is to and, raise And they're them. showing their hand, and that's where they want to be there. The CRT and all that bullshit that was being spread up there in Virginia, when they lost that governor's race, they lost all the suburban moms that were like, I'm, I'm not with this. In Florida, they're already 100,000 plus up Republican now because there's no way to guard this. There's no way to, to stand back on any kind of hill and claim victory on, we got to talk to your five-year-old about gay shit. <laughs> right. What? what? Exactly. What? what the fuck? <laughs> exactly. <clears throat> That's all this is, is giving the parents the rights to parent their kids the way they see fit. I just want to add one yeah. last thing. If you don't see fit to talk to your kids about LGBT issues at five or six years old, that does not make you a bigot. That doesn't make you a bad parent. Does it? Well, common mm. sense says it doesn't. I think the common sense party that we want to start wouldn't say that that makes you a bad parent. But, but like we talked about before, this is what the left does. Yeah. They're going to say, you know what? If you don't want your kid to go to drag queen story time, you're a bigot. Well, they also changed the narrative when they named this bill. The don't say gay bill. They got to hold this narrative. Listen, and, I've and, read it. And call it what it, and they, and they got to name it. And, and I've we, read a lot of it to you. It's not in there. There's nothing in there that says you can't say gay. And the Washington Compost story, we're going to end it with this. They say this legislation is a continuation of an effort to paint LGBTQ people as other or even dangerous, which is ridiculous to say. Absolutely. This ridiculous. law comes at a time when the culture wars led by the right are catching fire with the base, but also as more young Americans than ever are identifying as LGBTQ. And we talked about that a little bit, right? There's more, it's like 20% or some, I mean, it's some crazy that identifies somewhere along that LGBTQIA plus spectrum. And I had seen something from some conservative host that was, you know, in the fifties, what it was in the sixties, seventies, eighties, and then it exploded all of a sudden in the last decade or so. And now it's at 20%. And before it was a like point, Oh, something percent. Yeah, I remember seeing that. But I I can appreciate the argument there. I can. And the argument is, well, back then you couldn't come out, right? Because what happened in the 40s or the 50s if you came out and you said, hey, I'm gay. I love I love Billy next door. Holy yeah. shit. Yeah, your dad's shipping you out to California. Right, you're done. 
done. And then you're getting beat up by a bunch of greasers with switchblades. <laughs> you're going right? to have to get sent out to live to California with the other ostracized <laughs> uncle. <laughs> <laughs> and now the whole state is nothing but ostracized generations that were sent out there. See what happened? See what happened? It's all making sense now. <laughs> now it's, it's like the prisoner island of Australia. So I understand, though, they're like, hey, look, you couldn't come out back then. And now the world is more welcoming. You can come out. You don't have to worry so much. I get that. That probably accounts for a lot of the numbers, right? People feel more comfortable coming out now. So I wouldn't argue that point. The younger and younger kids I work with, it seems to me when you have conversations with them, I don't think they give a shit who gets them off. I think that that's a weird vibe vibe they're, they're going with where they're just like, Hey man, you know, and that could be, you know, maybe what society comes to when we come to the end to when we get to these easy times before the Shut hard times. Gamora, get man, it's just, <laughs> it gets everybody's just crazy. And then fire rains down upon us. Yeah. Yeah. Well, you know, so I want to talk about something. I want to talk about something that I think is, is important to this that really hurts my soul. Well, before we get to that, let's just jump in real quick and say that a couple House Republicans have put, oh, I forgot about that. put a law in to combine parts of Florida's anti-grooming bill with the Ohio bill promoting divisive concepts about race and history. And it's uh, called House Bill 616. You guys can look it up and kind of get, get a feel for it. But it's along the same lines of what DeSantis did, and they're kind of joining it together to where they can't teach these kids about white guilt and all the other shit that's associated with that. I don't think it's got a lot of co-sponsors. I don't think it's going to I'm run. not. Listen, I'm not opposed to that. Right. Just, how about you just give history of what happened instead of trying to shit on everybody or, or hide the fact like 100% when we were in school, we got a general history they didn't really harp on how shitty we were to the Native Americans. Right. Or the slaves. Or the slaves. Ah, slavery used to be legal, but we got rid of it. Oh, yeah. Okay. It was here and then it wasn't. Yeah, and then like, you know. Yay, white people. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. But then when it turns around and goes the other way where these kids are walking out of class crying because they're making them feel like shit for what happened. I mean, it's not their fault. You got They got to move on, man. Well, no, for sure, man. I mean, my daughters don't owe anybody anything. You know what? From the time my daughters were born, that's when they started owing people stuff. How you treat people from the time you're born, that's where you owe people. My daughters don't owe anybody anything for something that happened back in the 1700s. They don't owe anybody. Your clock starts when you're born. And if you treat people shitty when you're born, from the time you're born, then you owe people something. And if you treat people right, you're treating black folks right. You're treating Hispanics right. You're treating Chinese people right. You're treating just people right. Humans right. You don't owe anybody anything. So House Bill 6 provides a list of topics in curriculum that would be a ban that have to do with America's racist history that are called divisive or inherently racist concepts in the bill. Critical race theory is in there. The 1619 Project is in there. Inherited racial guilt, a concept that uh, is not very well defined in the bill, and any other concept that the Ohio State Board of Education defines as divisive or inherently racist. And that can go either way, right? Definitely go either way. So it's uh, Schmidt and Loichik. Let's reach out to them. You want to get them on here and have them talk that shit? Yeah, let's talk about this bill, man. I don't know, man. I just, you know, I don't get this whole white guilt thing. I don't have any guilt. You know why? Because I didn't own a slave. I didn't own one. You know who does have guilt? 
James Cromwell, who came over from England in 1700 and, and brought a bunch of slaves. Or bought a couple. Yeah, exactly. Started whipping them because they weren't picking cotton fast enough. That guy has guilt. I don't have guilt. All right. So I just wanted to mention that this has just been introduced. We'll get them as on. As early as Monday. We'll reach out to them. But besides that, back to your soul. <laughs> well, my soul, man. My soul hurts on this one. Raising three daughters, Disney became a special place for us, right? We had all the Disney movies. We went to Disney World. All my daughters, you know, dressed up like, actually, I don't know if you did. My middle daughter never liked Disney. And that's cool. I mean, that's her. You're loud. That's her. That's her gig. She likes it now, but I, she never liked it before. But they dressed up like princesses. We went to Bippity Boppity Boutique where they got their hair done up like princesses, right? And that was the magic. They've seen the movies and they got to go and they got to experience it and they got to see the princesses and they got to hug them before COVID. They got to hug them and they got to see Peter Pan and they got to see Magic Kingdom at night. Yeah, man. Oh my they God, got to see it awesome. all. You know, they got to see the magic. And, you know, we would lead there and you would see the look on their face when they would see it. When they would see the first time those princesses walked in on one of our character dinners, the look on those, that's going to bring me to tears, bro. Yeah. No lie. The look on those girls' faces when Cinderella would walk in. Mm -hmm. Oh my God, man. Oh yeah. You want to talk about magic. It was magic. And Disney is now doing everything they can to destroy that magic and to take that magic away from these kids. The senior leadership at Disney now is disgusting. They are trying to do away with every mention of male or female. It reminds me, the way they talk, it reminds me of like, you know, one of those things where you see like a prison camp in, you know, Russia or whatever, where everybody's wearing the same outfit yeah, and right. everybody has the same haircut and you don't know, you can't tell anybody apart. That's what it reminds me of, the way they're talking. So I got a couple clips here just to give you an idea. Because you've heard about Disney in the news and what they're doing, but a, a lot of you probably don't understand it, and I didn't. Well, they weren't for the bill that that. Well, that's the where it started, passed, right? Right. That's where it started. Disney aligned themselves with those that are protesting the quote unquote "don't say gay" bill. I mean, call it what it is—the anti-grooming bill. It's the anti-grooming bill, right? Oh no, what it is is the parental rights and education bill. But I bet you we could we could cold call forty people. And nobody would know what it was called. No. Oh, <laughs> they you, mean the, know, you mean they, the don't say gay bill? Yeah, they wouldn't call it the House Bill 1557. The conservatives would, would joke around and call it the anti-grooming bill. And But 90% would probably be like the don't say gay Because look it up. Right. Do yourself a favor. Look it up right now. Yeah. Put in, put in Florida House Bill 1557 and then watch it populate. And every title is going to say don't say gay bill. They won that one. Well, you need to go to Florida. It's actually flsenate.gov, and you can look it up there. And that is just it. That is the bill. There's no don't say gay shit. It is just. And it's only a few pages. That's a, so seven that's pages. It is not a long bill. There's, not, no, there's no pork spending at the right. end of it. <laughs> it's not like the omnibus, right? It's not a 4,000-page bill that you have 38 minutes to read before you vote on it. It's seven pages. So... Anyway, back to Disney, man. Uh, sorry. No, it's all right. Yeah, it, they broke you know what? my heart. This really, it, it does break my heart. And now I've got to explain to my youngest why I'm going to cancel Disney+. Plus. And a lot of people have. Right. And I have to explain to my oldest, who I run 5 and 10Ks with, 
why I'm not comfortable going to Disney next year. We ran it last year. Yeah. Now we it's going to be the Cedar Point 10K. Yeah, man. I mean, I just don't know if I feel comfortable giving Disney $2,000, $3,000 of my money to further their agenda. Oh, uh, I was there in 2018. Man, they print cash over there. That that place is crazy. Well, if you talk to the congressman over there, I mean, they are Disney's an entity to their own oh, other yeah. than law enforcement. Yep. Orange County covers them, but other than that, they are an entity to themselves. They can make their own new zoning rule changes. Yeah, they, whatever they yeah. want to do, man. Yep. You can't can't get involved. Now, the Florida Congress, Florida Senate can revoke that. Which and there's talk. They keep messing around. Now They're going to find talk. out. Right, right, right. What what is it? Fafo? Yeah. Yeah. FFO, man, fuck around and find out. So yeah. And there's talk of that. I don't know if they ever will do that, but you know, now I got to tell her that I don't know if I feel comfortable spending $3,000 on, on this agenda. And no, my, no, my no, problem no. with you it, that you don't know, you know, you're going to tell her that you don't, you, you said, I'm going to tell her. I well, don't know here's I, the thing. The, the thing here's is, the thing. I and don't. this is where I was going with this. Disney should have stayed out of it from the start. Disney should have been a place where progressives and conservatives could have come together and just enjoyed the magic and spend all their money. Yes. Right. Take my money. Take the progressive money. Who cares, man? Let the progressive kids listen. If you go and you're progressive and you don't want your kid to be identified as a princess, then don't dress them up like a princess. Dress them up like a boy and go walk around Disney and have fun with magic the way you see it. Yep. But now you're telling my kid that look, man, just because you're a girl doesn't mean you're a princess. And not only that, but you're not a girl anymore. We're going to get into that. You're not a girl anymore. You're just a guest. Everybody's a guest now. Disney should have stayed out of it. Disney should have been a place where we can go to get away from it. Disney should have been a place where back in the Pinocchio and Cinderella and Snow White days, Jasmine, Tiana, you got the princesses. Now, I should have played the clip already, but Disney for... As much as they want to do away with gender, I assure you will not do away with the princess franchise, ah, right? They're yeah. still going to have princesses. I've had breakfast in the castle, right? and that shit ain't cheap. Fuck no. Go, go to any toy store. They're not doing away with that. They're woke as fuck until it starts affecting their bottom line. Mm. And that is what we need to do is start affecting their bottom line. Now, I said I don't feel comfortable with it right now. I'll tell you right now that if Disney reversed course right now, mm, that's went, tough for them went to do. back, went back to the way it was. And then saying, we're staying you know what, out of this fight. You know what? Let me play this. Let yeah, me play this This is what's going to show you that it's right. not going to turn. So all that I'm talking about right now, this is what I'm talking about, but you haven't heard the clip. So what this is, is Disney's diversity and inclusion manager, Vivian Ware. Okay. And she's going to talk about how Disney is getting rid of ladies and gentlemen. Last summer, we, we removed all of the um, gendered greetings in relationship to our life skills. So we no longer say ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls. Um, we, we've trained, we, we've provided training for all of our, our cast members in, in relationship to that. So now they know it's, it's hello everyone or hello friends. We, we are in the process of changing over those, those recorded messages. And so many of you are probably familiar when we brought the fireworks back to the Magic Kingdom. We no longer say ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, we say dreamers of all ages. And so I love the fact that it's opened up the creativity, the opportunity for our cast members to look at that. We, we have our cast members working with merchandise, working with food and beverage, working with, with all of our guest facing areas where perhaps, you know, we, we want to create that magical moment with our cast members, with our guests. And we don't want to just assume because someone might be 
um, in, in our interpretation, maybe presenting as female, that they may not want to be called princess. So let's think differently about how do we really engage with our guests in a meaningful and inclusive way that makes it magical and memorable for everyone. I'll tell you something, 99% of the girls that go to Disney want to be a princess. I am telling you that. I've been there. I've seen it. They want to go and they want their magical time to be a princess. So for you to sit there and say, well, we're not going to assume they want to be a princess. They want to be a princess. You're doing this for 1%, 1% of the population. And you know what saying at fireworks? And I remember it, ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, you are either a lady or a gentleman. You're either a boy or a girl. And if you're transgender, you're still a lady or gentleman and a boy or a girl. Yeah. It doesn't matter but you know what they want to do away with the ladies and gentlemen boys and girls everybody's the same now we're not the same we're not we the same not. my daughters wanted to go to bippity boppity boutique and get their hair done i did not we are not the same <laughs> we are not the same <laughs> i did not fuck dude and this is senior leadership these are changes that are happening. This is not just talk. This is from a meeting they had on Zoom called Reimagine the Future. This is happening. This is happening now. And when you give your money to Disney, this is what you're supporting. Right. You're supporting this agenda. Now, look, I get it. You got kids and you want them to have the magic, but you got to make a stand somewhere. You got to tell Disney, this is not what we want. We don't want you involved in this. We want to come here and have our magical time. I want to go to Bippity Bobbity Boutique. I want you to call my daughter princess. That's what I want. Those cast members, when my daughters would dress up in, in their bell dresses and their Cinderella dresses, when they would walk by and it would be the street sweeper, dude, it would be the guy emptying the garbage. He would see her and he would come from across the street and say, good morning, princess. Yep. Thank you for being with us today, princess. And that made my daughters feel like they were on cloud nine, bro. Yeah. But now they want to take all that away. And not only in Disney, not only in Disney, my friend, they want to take it away in your house. They want to take it away on every Disney production you watch on your TV now with your kids. You can't get away unless you have the VHS tapes or the DVDs. It's gone. It's gone, man. You can't get away from it now. They're digital content. So we've got Carrie Burke now is Disney corporate president here. That's all, right? all the way at the top, huh? Yeah, she's a corporate president. So here she is, Carrie Burke. She's going to tell you about how, you know what, I'm just going to let it speak for itself. I'm here as a mother of, of two queer children, actually, uh, one transgender child um, and one pansexual child, um, so and, and also as a leader. And that was the thing that really got me because I have heard so much from so many of my colleagues over the course of the last couple of weeks um, in open forums and through emails and phone conversations. And um, I feel a responsibility to speak um, not just for myself, but for them. Um, to all of us, we, we had a we had an open forum last week at 20th where, um, again, the home of, of really incredible groundbreaking LGBTQIA stories over the years where um, one of our execs stood up and said, you know, we only have a handful of queer leads in our content. And I went, what? I, that can't be true. And I and I and I realized, oh. It, it actually is true. We have many, many, many LGBTQIA characters 
in our stories and 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 yet we don't have enough leads um, and narratives in which gay characters just just get to be characters um, and and not have to be about gay stories. And so um, that's been very eye opening for me. Um, and and I I can tell you it's something that I feel perhaps had this moment not happened. I, as a leader, and me as my colleagues, would not have focused on. And and going forward, um, I, I certainly will be more so. I know that we will be. And and I hope this is a moment where, shoot, um, the fifty percent of the tears. Jesus Christ! <laughs> Sorry, are coming. Um, it's gonna start crying uh, now. We don't. Oh. We just don't allow each other to go backwards. Oh, get out of here. Oh, it's so emotional. You know what? You know what sticks out to me here? So now they're going to put in all these queer leads, right? Queer. And that's what she said. So I guess I'm allowed to say it. I don't know. I mean, it's just like the N word. Like your, your black friend can say it, but you can't say it because I'm not gay. Because <laughs> can I say it? Because I, I, I got a pansexual kid. Yeah. Like. So I can say queer, but you know what? If you don't have any trans kids, right. you can't say queer. Right. I don't know how this works. But anyway, so we're going to have all these queer leads, but she says, look, you know what? We should have all these queer characters in here that don't have to be in a story that's about being gay or queer. Just, you know, they can just be. Right. Well, then why do they have to be queer? I mean, if it's just, I don't understand why Disney feels like they have to force this down these kids' throats. At five years old and six years old and seven years old, you know what these kids want? They want Snow White. They want to be kissed by the prince. And don't give me this bullshit that the, well, she was unconscious and, you know, that was an unwanted kiss and blah, 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 blah. She was basically raped. You can't access it anymore oh. on Disney Plus. Exactly. We, we refuse to put rape videos on online. But, know. you know, I, it's just, it's so unbelievable to me that Disney has gotten to this point. Now, I know that there's, there's a group out there that believes that Walt Disney was a pedophile. Maybe he was. I don't know. Shit, I don't know, but I've not seen any true evidence to that fact, but I do know this, that Walt Disney was a conservative. And Walt Disney would be rolling over in his grave right now if his cast members and his senior leadership was pushing this. Yeah, he would, like, stick to the script, bud. Yeah. <laughs> do what made us big. That's what we want you to do. Right. Because they are on a path to implosion, man. Now, this is what I was saying. I will go back. I will go back and run. All I want Disney to do is back off. I know where they stand and they give tens of millions of dollars a year to LGBT causes. Okay. I don't have a problem with that, but you know where I have a problem with it is when you're force feeding it down my throat when we're at the park. Yeah. When you're telling my girl, she can't be a princess. When you're telling my girl that she's not a girl anymore, boys and girls, ladies and gentlemen. Nope. And that's so weird because like you said, they're either going to identify as a girl or a boy. So they're not really hurting anybody. I don't think. Right. They can't be. I guess you have the whole, like, I don't identify as anything. Um, I don't even know what that is. Which letter is that? They haven't added it yet. I don't, no, they have. There's I missed, 56 the, I missed letters. the good old days. Like in 2018, when I went to Disney and I was pissed because looking at these children of mine getting fast passes and I'm over here thinking like, I barely went to Cedar Point. Yeah. Right. <laughs> and here you guys are in Magic Kingdom with well, fast passes. But well, you know what else? So let's do away with the whole where they stand on this you know, back in the protesters on this don't say gay bill. You know what the biggest travesty of fucking Disney world is right now? What is it? Did away with fast passes. Oh, they did away with them? Yeah. Now you have to buy it. You have to buy a package and, uh, I should have my daughter here. My daughter knows everything about Disney. 
If we ever want to talk about Disney for real, we'll have her here. I can't remember what they're called now. I'm going to have a segment when I have all your kids in here without you. <laughs> <laughs> Shit. Then we're going to find out <laughs> how fun Disney really was. <laughs> oh, I got a story. I got one story I could tell you that I'm not going to tell you. There is one just hot as hell. Like I'm sweaty and I'm mad and <laughs> my wife was mad and just the kids were, Oh God, it was, dude, it was, it was so bad. <laughs> I'm never coming back to Disney again. No, it was a disaster. It was so bad that a cast member came up after I stormed off and was like, here's some free Dole Whips for you guys. I feel bad. <laughs> It's like trying to get you back. Am I Dude, back, I was buddy? So mad, God! I'll tell you what. The best time we ever had in Disney, though, was uh, it was winter, I guess. Right? I think we went in the second week of December once. Okay, perfect. Not too hot. Like if I go in July and August, I got to carry a washcloth around with me, right? Because wow. I'm a sweat hog. Wow, and I'm down there. Dude, I am miserable. Mm -hmm. December, oh, it was like 74. Perfect the whole time. Yeah, I was there in February. Perfect. It was a good time. Right. It's not humid. Anyway, <clears throat> we'll never be back. So enjoy, <laughs> enjoy those memories. Listen, I, I'm telling you guys, if you truly are against what Disney's doing here, you can't keep paying Disney Plus. You can't keep going to the Disney store and buying your daughter an outfit for Christmas. I mean, Universal Studios is putting out a good product. Go to Universal, go to SeaWorld. But until Disney gets hit in the pocketbook here, until they're seeing their bottom line tank, they're not going to change anything they're doing. And remember, they're doing this for 1% of the population. There is a lot more people that just want their kids. And I'm not talking conservatives. You know, there's liberals out there that just want their kids to go and have fun, man, and just enjoy the magic. And until you're willing to get out of your comfort zone a little bit and to do away with all that is Disney, they're just going to keep up. They're going to keep up. Well, in the past week, they've been getting torched. On Wednesday, March 30th, their stock was $142 a share. Right now, they're sitting at $135 a share. So they have taken a hit. And if you look at the numbers, they've only been lower than this. Uh, March 14th, when they were down to 129 And that's about it. So as fast as America forgets, now is the time to buy Disney stock because it's going to go back up because people are just going to forget and keep going, I think. That's how America works, and it sucks. It is how America works. And unfortunately, right, you know what? Come this summer, everybody right now who's like, fuck Disney, but they're already like. This time, this time next year, they're like, oh, they lower prices so much. Or they've already paid $2,000 into this, and they're like, oh, well, fuck it. You know, what's another 2500 Got that right. Yeah, Jack. So, <laughs> just real quick, the first chick who was talking about, oh, God. When we're talking about LGBTQ and all that. Can I say chick? Oh, whatever. So the first chick who was talking about getting rid of ladies and gentlemen, like that's Disney's biggest problem, right? Yeah. Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls. That's what they want to get rid of. So this guy on Twitter, I don't even know how to say his last name. Chris, uh, CM, oh boy, CM now, CM now, I guess. Anyway, he says, what about the alligators eating children? Did they take care of that too? Like, it seems like Disney should have bigger problems than ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls. I just love that. <laughs> what but, about the alligators eating children? But a Democrat here on Twitter said with the mass exodus of Republicans swearing off Disney World, it truly has become the happiest place on earth. <laughs> okay. All right. But you know what? Hey, tell you what, Democrat, you better settle down. You know why? Why don't you tell them about New York, Dan? <laughs> yeah. 
So the the mayor of New York, Eric Adams, totally took to the side of the LGBT community and held a press conference where he said, hey, New York, we're the heart of the LGBT community. So if you don't like what your governor did, come on and move up here. We're going to spend millions of dollars on billboards in five different cities to let people know, come on back up to New York. And it's like, <laughs> what? Who's <laughs> going to New York? First of all, if I was New York taxpayer, I'd be like, Slow down, bro. <laughs> Wait a minute. All or these places. Even here, worse, if you're not a New York taxpayer, you're going to be like, mm, slow down, bro. Right. And then all these smart people that already left New York to go to Florida are going to see their tax bill now and look at what their tax bill could be and be like, no, nah, I'm not, I'm not doing that. I'm not making that mistake again. So Eric Adams, he's just waving that, waving that flag and trying to be woke and trying to be in the moment. And all it's going to do is get him kicked out. I don't think he'll last as mayor of New York, especially if it's if it continues the way it is. It's bad. It's hilarious. So I'm going to end this thing real quick. I was talking to Dan. We're going to start a new new segment. I'm going to do the first one called "Where Are They Now." So you'll remember as you grew up, or as you you know just years ago, like things would happen, right? You'd see things that went viral online, and you got to be wondering where are they now. So where this comes from is I was talking to a buddy of mine today. <laughs> Oh, it's one of my best friends. He really is. He's, he's, he's great, but he's, he's like me, right? We both have ADHD and all of a sudden like thoughts will come to us and like, we won't text for a week. And then all of a sudden he'll send me this crazy text. So he sends me this text today and he says, so it's been a couple years. Do you think the cash me outside? How about doc girl is dead of fentanyl overdose or giving birth to her fourth kid by three different guys. You have to say it right. How about it's cash me outside. Side. How about that? How about that? How about that? How about that? D-A-T. So, well, dat. anyway. Yeah. So, it, so he got me thinking and I'm like, yeah, you know what? Whatever happened to this girl? Did you say the, the, the hoes are laughing? Yep. So the audience are a bunch of hoes. Yep. Catch me outside. How about that? Catch you outside? What does that mean? What I just said. So it's this girl, and he's like, man, I wonder what happened to this girl, right? She's got to be dead from a fentanyl overdose. Well, get ready to be pissed off, because not only is she not dead from a fentanyl overdose, she currently lives in a 6,000-square-foot mansion in L.A., and she is eyeing properties in Florida right now at Boynton Beach. Yeah, because she had a rap career. She had a rap career at the age of 14 in 2017. Mm, There you go. So let's see, 17, that's what, five years ago? So she should be about 19 years old now? Oh, is that right? I don't even care. Well, whatever. She's a multimillionaire. So she is a multimillionaire because she was on Dr. Phil and said, cash me outside. How about that? Yeah. Multi because she was an unruly child is what it was because she was an absolutely unruly child. And she'd grown up in my house. She'd already be buried. <laughs> oh, I'd be going every year to her grave and be like, Oh, hey, maybe I'm I'm sorry. she would have ended differently. Yeah. Sorry. It worked out this way. <laughs> Leaving a rose on her grave. I, uh, maybe we'll do it once a month. I'll get the next one. Yeah, once a month. Whatever, month. whatever. But this this girl, man, you know what gets me mad about this is that this is who society rewards. How many videos do you see of a cop running up and pulling somebody out of a burning car? Goes viral. Oh, thank you for your service, officer. You know what? That guy's still making 40 grand a year. Yeah. But this girl, being unruly, absolutely disrespectful to her mother, catch me outside, how about that? Multimillionaire multi-millionaire. Oh, so bad. So yeah, for all those of you out there that are wishing that she was, you know, 
living in squalor somewhere because she yeah. had all of her bad life choices. No, her bad life choices got her multi-million dollars. Well, at least she didn't set the bench too high for this one because this chick... <laughs> Nobody is better off today knowing that <laughs> when they heard this podcast. I'm sorry, guys. Oh, God. If I would have known he was really going to tee this one up today, I would have talked him into oh, a better one. Oh, it makes one. me so mad. It or or so we're mad. just going to go obscure. So I'm either going to really hit a home run or just go even worse than this uh, one. makes me so mad. <laughs> All right. Just, man, reach out to us. Let us know what you guys feel. Let us know what you guys think about Disney. If you have canceled your memberships, let us know about that, too. I want to know. I'll talk about it in the next episode, man. Yep. Check it out um, on the Facebook page, and I'm yeah. sure we'll have a post up where we yep. can kind of have a, a little thread going about it. I'm sure we're going to get a whole bunch of, oh, you guys are a bunch of bigots. You know, I'm sure we're going to get a bunch of those comments. But, you know, if you listen to the podcast, we're not, man. We're about parental rights. That's it. That's it. That's don't, what it has to be about. Don't try to raise my kid. That's my kid. My kid's coming to learn how to add and subtract. I didn't think I could make you any matter than the uh, than the omnibus spending, but yeah, this this strikes a nerve. You know what? The too. omnibus made me mad. I think that made me more sick than mad. This yeah. makes me mad. It's personal, and you know it is personal. And you know what? Disney really hurts. Mm-hmm. It really hurts because I've spent a lot of money there over the years. Yeah. You know, and they they gave my kids a great childhood. There was a lot of magic there, but it's all gone now. I mean, it's just oh. Anyway, so. As always, we appreciate the support wherever you're listening to this podcast. If you could do us a favor and leave a five-star rating if you love what you hear, it helps us out. Every single one does. If you want to reach out to us, you can find us on Facebook at Pod Bless America. And you can find us on Twitter at Jim and Dan Show. You can find us on Getter at Pod Bless America. And if you want to reach out directly, you can get me at Jim at PBAPodcast.com. And you can get me at Dan at PBAPodcast.com. So until next time, I'm Jim. I'm Dan. Pod Bless America. Thank you.